Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. Running on from the back is Pile Driver, and he's finished off very strongly. Great ambassador, Pile Driver on the inside, nipping up to grab him. Pile Driver gets on to make a winning debut. Pile Driver coming home strongest and goes on a score. behind Highland Keep on the inside as well. Pile driver this big colt, drawing clear to win the voltage in effortless style. And I'm thrilled to say that William Muir, who's held a trainer's licence since 1990, joins me in the studio as my first guest of the season. And it may have been three decades, William, but it might just be about to reach the most glorious, glorious climax. Welcome to, to Luck on Sunday. Thanks, Nick. And, and how's pile driver first of all? Yeah, no, he's fine. He's in great order. We just um, routine now. He's done all of his strong work, and he's he's where we need him. So this week's just keeping everything rolling forward. Could you ever have imagined at the beginning of 2020, even though you knew you had a good horse, that it, you'd be in this position now? No, probably not. I mean, we thought we had a, a nice horse that we would, depending on how far he stayed would be the height we got, you know, whether he was going to go farther than a mile, mile and a quarter, if he got the mile and a half is when I said he could be very good. But um, he's just got the right attributes. He just settles and does everything lovely. Tell me a little bit about what the atmosphere is like around the yard at the moment and how he's had an impact on everybody. Well, I think it, I think it definitely has because in small yards, if things are not going so swimmingly, it's, it's tough. Because, and especially this year, it would have been even tougher. I mean, I think he's made this year go forward and help with everything that's been. Looking forward to his next race, then bringing him on, all the staff. You know, they do for every horse, but obviously he gives everything a big lift. And how, how challenging has it been for a small yard like yours, just north of 25 horses, during this year and trying to put, put everything together? Well, it's tough. Um, because financially, we, we, we started the season with a few more than we got now. But if you find in a year like this, uh, the horse is no good, you might as well give them away. You know, you've got people out there that like riding horses, and as long as they're good temperament and the people that you're giving them to. So we make sure they get good homes. We've three or four we've given away. Three or four went to the sales. Um, because there's no point in keeping horses. If they can't win any prize money... There's no point in having them in training. Years ago, before, you could have still taken them to the sales at the end of the year and you would have got five, six, eight grand from them. But now you might as well cut the losses and no more training fees. So how many horses, for example, would you have given away so far this year? Given away four, and we've took four to the sales, so that's eight. And that's a big chunk of your... Your overall string, isn't it? I know, it's a big chunk. and But I, you know, my owners have been with me for a long time since I've started. So we all work together. And I do appreciate the owners have kept us going. If the owners hadn't stayed in it and they'd have said, William, we're going to turn these away, we'd have been in big trouble because we wouldn't have been able to survive. 
You've had some super horses over the years, from Averti through Texas Gold and Enforcer and Impeller and Enroller, and now to step a point and, and and pile driver. It's not as though having a good horse is something that you've just ch- chanced upon, you know, at this uh, at this late stage. And you mentioned those owners who who've stayed with you thick and thin. Uh, have the last few years been pretty tough? Yeah, it has, it has been tough because <clears throat> you know. You know this game's fashion. Whether you go to the sales, you've got the right stallion. Whether you go and you've got the right youngest jockey that's fashionable. Everything's fashion. Training's fashion. So everybody goes along with fashion. We've done well. We've had it. But if it hadn't been, my owners have stuck with me through thick and thin, and we've survived. If, you know, if they'd have moved away, we'd have really struggled. And do you think that's in part because of the kind of experience that you give them? as well as what you do with their horses? Well, I think we've become very good friends and, and truth and honesty. And, I've, you know, I was brought up that way. You know, you can take a lifetime to get a good name and you can lose it overnight. Dad always taught us, be honest, tell everybody the truth. So if a horse is no good, it's no good. It's not going to win races. If you've got a, a good one, like the likes of Stepper and Texas, early on in their career, they didn't show what they were showing on a, at home on a race course. And said to the owners these are good they stuck in and they reaped the benefit because they were good so take me back to where it all started where did William Muir the trainer begin well I was with a few trainers I first of all I was riding out for Fulk Johnson Houghton because my father had horses in training that was at the time when Hot Grove Libra's Rib had Libra Rose Bowl and then I'd done two seasons with Fulk and then I went to Nicky Vigers season with Nicky Vibes and I was with Pat Taylor as well who was a wonderful trainer. Pat Taylor was a small trainer but an absolute magician with horses. I mean what Pat done, he, I could even think about it now and I don't know how he does it. He did it, he was wonderful. And then I went as assistant to Kim Brassie and I was with Kim for a long time and then things in the end didn't go right for Kim and he packed up and I had taken a fair few owners to Kim and they said to me, William, where are we going? We're not going anywhere else. I want you to train. I said, I can't afford to train. I've not got that sort of money. You can. We're going to be behind you. So we found a little yard to rent, which we did. And I could see after two and a half years, things were going well, but the rent was getting bigger, and I thought, we'd never sustain this. So there was a yard in Lambourne where we are now, Lynxlade, that was wrecked. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely bombed out by New Age travellers. It was just <laughs> nothing. And we bought it for very reasonable money. And we've done it up to how it is now, and it's in it's in you know a nice yard. It's in a great place. <clears throat> Still need to keep doing lots more to it, and that's when things are hard. If you're not getting the horses, you can't keep plowing more money into the into the property. But if you hadn't done that, and if you hadn't taken that gamble at the time, presumably you wouldn't have been able to sustain yourself. No, I'd never been able to sustain just renting a yard. No chance because there wasn't enough money to do that so we bought this yard and it was at the right price so when you say that when when Kim Brassy finished and and some of the owners encouraged you to start had you actually given any thought to starting yourself was it ever something you really wanted to do I always wanted to train but I always thought because I was so loyal and I've been loyal all my life I thought if Kim was still training I was probably still be assistant but (laughs) it was all the kick up the backside I needed when they said no come on and those owners are still with me some of those owners that when I started, John O'Malloy, Farfalu, you know, those horses were the ones that got me going. So who who else was in the was in the mix then? Who Rob had... Haim, World Honour, 
Um, there was just, you know, there was quite a few. Clive joined me about two or three years after we got to Linkslade, two years afterwards. And they've never, you know, Clive's never been anywhere else. We've had 167 winners or something, maybe even more than that now, and group winners, group two winners. And he's never had a horse anywhere else. And we're very, well, I think we're very good friends. He might be watching telly thinking, I don't know where he's getting that from. <laughs> but I know, I think we're very good friends. And um, he's just been very supportive. And other owners, you know, I could mention all the owners. Ken, who lives in the village, Ken and Dawn, they've been very supportive. And, you know, there's John O, who I said, John O. Malloy. And then Pile Driver's owners I met through Kevin Mercer, and Kevin Mercer was a great supporter of ours, and I met Guy, Hugh, and Roger. Well, I trained for Roger before I met Guy and Hugh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and everybody's just been fantastic and supported me right the way through. Uh, one thing I, I can remember from, from the early days of when I was doing this job, and you had the Enforcers and the Impellers and the Texas Golds and, and those sort of horses, is that you were always incredibly positive about them and it was infectious. And that's why I used to enjoy talking to you. Well, mainly because nobody else wanted to talk to me, <laughs> and you did. But, uh, but you were incredibly enthusiastic and your glass was always, was always half full. Has that sustained? Yeah, Has yeah. that optimistic temperament <clears throat> sustained to this day? Yeah, my dear wife tells me, she tells me to steady down because before York... I was getting more and more confident and people <laughs> ringing up press and I was getting more confident. She said, I hope you're right because you never, ever play it down. That's me. I'm, I've always been a half full. I'm never half empty because if you were, then this is not the job to be in. But does that make the disappointments greater when horses being as unpredictable as they are don't quite deliver the way that you anticipated they might? Well, of course it does. We've had horses that have been wonder horses on the gallops and... Poof, you just stand back two years later and think, why, why couldn't we get it out of them? But it's worth all the hard work when you do get the good ones. Oh, without doubt. I mean, this is this year with, <clears throat> and it's not just power driver. Power driver is the cherry on the top of the cake, mm. but the horses have run fantastic with data protections, the natty nights, the just Huberts. They've just gone to all the big. You know, we've had a Royal Ascot, a Glorious Goodwood, and a York winner from a small team. You know, the other horses have been going to the Sandowns and new markets and winning, which you can't believe. This, this is what you do. So how many horses in training now? 20? Probably 26, 27, because we had a few go last week at the sales and three the week before. So, yeah, about 26, 27. We started with about 34. OK. And at your peak, how many would you have had? 85, 90. Yeah. So it's, it's a big difference, a big economic difference as well. And just... Out, outline the extent to which you and your family now have to really take take on a, a, an awful lot of the work to, to sustain <clears throat> the enterprise. Well, you, you have to work hard. So my family have always been behind me, my wife, which is the biggest part of why everything goes well, because if I didn't have somebody that's behind me and, and put up with me, you know, things I do and never see us in the last... This year I've probably not been at home any weekend. This was the only weekend that I was going to spend some time at home. And um, I'm off, but never mind. This is good and enjoyable. So um, you're not. She you're understands not the first it. Person she understands that. it. And if she didn't, I couldn't do it. So she's really hard working. She helps in the yard. She helps in the office. My daughter used to work for me full time, and then she got offered this good job, and she's took it, and she's doing really well. But like this morning, I've roped her back in to come in and help do something in the office, which is grand. She doesn't mind. They all. Everybody's in there trying to help.
I'm just feeling guiltier and guiltier oh, don't and feel guiltier, guiltier. Don't feel guilty. as the time goes on. And, and I know we've talked about this, but a lot of people won't know that when Piledriver won the other day at York, that was only the beginning of a very, very, very long day for you. Yeah, but days are long anyway in this game. I'm not the only trainer. 90% of trainers, they're long, long days. But I did drive the box and it did break down and we didn't get back home until 1.30. But it was a good day. So if they'd have finished last, both of them, then it would have been a really tough day. But you go and win a race like this, yeah, fine. It's You, you just take a big, deep breath and sit and wait for the RAC man to come and tell you that, you know... There's something that he can't fix, but if I drive very carefully, I'll be fine. Uh, this horse, nothing wrong with his engine and nothing wrong with his chassis by the looks of it no. either. I mean, he was brilliant at York. Uh, how how confident are you that he'll keep galloping over the extra distance at Doncaster? I like the way he ran through the line here at York, and he took a long time to pull up. And... If you watch him, he goes on round and round. And he's one of those horses that he is quite laid back and relaxed. So he doesn't need a lot of driving. So to keep on going, I just look at the race and I said to people afterwards, I mean, who knows whether he'll stay the extra two and a bit furlongs. But he's so relaxed, he's so chilled out. Would anything have caught him in that race if there would have been another two furlongs? I'm sure they wouldn't. Of course, it's a new, fresh collection of horses that he has to meet at the weekend. What sort of form has he been in since? He's in great shape. <clears throat> he's as good as he always is. He's a horse that he's not one of these wow horses on the gallops. He does it. He is visually to see the way he moves and with his ears pricked and he's got presence about him. But in his work, he would just do his work and that's fine. He wouldn't be flamboyant and run away from others like six, seven lengths. That's not his style. He just does what he has to do, comes off the gallops, walks home with grace and presence about him and you just know he's in great shape. And he's obviously got a fantastic rapport with Martin Dwyer who also happens to be your, your son-in-law yep. but you and he have had a, a great professional relationship stretching back years now. Well Martin <coughs> he um, <laughs> obviously he's my son-in-law uh, he's a great lad he rides well and he gets on really well with the horse um, he gets on well with loads of the horses you know all the horses just at times somebody always says can we try somewhere else and that's fine but it all comes back to the stage where it's the horse and not the jockey mm. you know you can try you know there's so many good joggers out there that you can say that jockey's done this that jockey's done that but um he's done great for me he's won loads of big races and it would be f fantastic if we could have a classic together he and Pile Driver obviously have got quite an understanding. Well, yeah, Pile Driver's in charge and he's frightened. Yes, <laughs> quite right. Uh, does it give you more pleasure that it's Martin that's developed the the relationship with his horse rather than a a, a high profile, a higher profile ride? Well, it, it's a great story. Of course, it's a great story. But Martin's ridden Classic winners before, so he's done better than I have. He's had Derby winners, he's had Oaks winners, and he's been placed in the ledger. So, but it, so it's great. But it is great because it's a family thing. And does it make it easier that it's a family thing or can it make it more complicated? If things don't go right and you're, you're related, can it make it more tense? It doesn't make it tense between me and Martin because if he, if he makes a mistake, um, he'll say that he's made a mistake and we should, you know, I've made a mistake next time we do this or if I think he's made a mistake, I'll say, well, I don't think you've done that right and he'll say, well, I did. So I just take what they say but no it's been a great relationship and we don't have any problems that way at all 
And in terms of what Pile Driver has done for you this season, obviously you are back in the spotlight somewhat. Yeah. But has that yielded what you want, which is a few more orders, a few more horses? I've I've actually I have um, got another horse because of him because somebody seen me at York being a bit stupid, I suppose they could call it. But he he was very taken by it and. Um, he asked me if I'd like to train a horse for him, which was very nice. And he's a big owner that that I know his colours and know his his name and everything. And he, when he wrote me up, I said, "Well, your horse finished second in the Derby, sir." And he said, "Yeah, you're right, but your horse has done very well." So he bought a horse at that sale, and he sent it to me. So that was very, very kind. And um, yeah, I hope it blossoms and things go well. So this is the owner of Khalifa Saad. Yeah. Excellent. Well, hopefully that will be a relationship that. That, that bears plenty of fruit. William, you, you sort of talked jokingly earlier in the season about whether, had it not been for Pile Driver, you might not have uh, have carried on. How 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 much? Well, I don't, was I don't in think that? it was. I've, I listen. I've always been dedicated, and I'm always going to. But situation with finances, that's why I put. I, I did put the yard on the market because I felt that things are very very tight, and I think things are very very tight. But no, I couldn't sell the yard. We've tried other things. We tried, you know, to to get some part of the yard that we could build a new yard on it and make a nice place, and um, and get some money from doing it that way, developing part of it and doing that. But that hasn't bear any fruit. And of course, if we hadn't have had a good season, it would have been harder. We'd have been thinking crumbs. You have a good season, things are better. I've never thought I'm going to pack up. That's been the last time I thought I might have to downsize. Yeah, we're downsize on horses, but the property we got, we thought we might have to downsize so we could just keep things going. So are you one of these people that even if you downsize significantly and even if it was just you and, and two or three horses in the back of your place, you'd still train something? Yeah, right I don't think I'd end. like to train two or three horses. I don't think that's me. I think, you know, if you, you know, we've got... A small number now. That's that's about the smallest I would ever want to be. Um, if I if I filled the yard again and everything was grand, it would be perfect. But I mean, it's just to see which way it goes. It's financial reasons that I was looking because of what I didn't want to get really into our older ages and me and my darling wife being a caravan. And the good the good news is that your your wife Janet she's had a little back operation this week and it it, it touch wood she feels good. Yeah, she feels a lot better than she did before she went in. She was in a lot of pain and she went in and they've taken this this cartilage out of her back and she saw where the operation is, but the pain where she had before is a lot, lot better. So, you know, I'll have her back out in the yard quite soon. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose your challenge now is to actually is to actually slow her down and stop her working so hard. Well, it, yeah, it is because she's done this by picking up bags and throwing things around and she had back surgery a year ago from the same thing but then something come and she couldn't wait long enough for me to come and help her so she did it herself and done it again well i'm hoping janet that you make a, a very speedy recovery and and that you're not um you're not back hard at it too quickly <laughs> and i'm sorry that i've taken him away this sunday morning but i promise you m4 permitting he will be back in time for lunch just try if you can to tell me what pile driver winning the St Ledger would, would mean to you? With all your years of experience in the sport, with all those great names that you talked about that you worked for at the beginning of the show? Well, of course, anybody that starts training strives to get to the top. Winning a classic is one of the five pinnacle races. You know, they're the ones we all would love to win. 
if I won a classic. I feel I've done it. I've, we've got touched off so many times in group ones, short head, head. And it would be just nice to get a head in front in a group one. Maybe it'd be this one, but this would be a, a better because it's a classic and a group one. What's been the most agonising of those of those Group 1 defeats so far? Which was the one where you walked away and just thought, oh, this might not happen again? Well, I thought when Stepper got caught just in the last stride in the Nunthorpe, he'd got beaten by Soul Power in the King stand and Soul Power come and beat us. He was just the best horse he beat us, I think, that day neck. And then in the Nunthorpe, Soul Power and Richard Hughes was in the pocket. Now, he'd have been an unlucky loser, but I'd have lived with it. <laughs> and the owners were fantastic of Soul Power because they had the horse that was just a bit better than we were, but he got up and done us right on the line, and nose or short head, it was very, very close. And he walked away, and you thought, if that other horse hadn't had just wandered off a straight line, he couldn't have got out. But he got out, and, and the best horse won. But it was a bit agonising, because we had the race probably for the last few strides. You thought, we're there, we're there, we're there, and bang, on the line, he just got us. And how do you keep believing after that? How do you keep believing? Oh, no, of course you do. This is athlete, athletes, any sport, you get horses get beat. You know, so you go back, you know, you've got golfers, they don't win all the time. Football teams, they don't win all the time. You have to believe you're going to find another good one. And not just power driver, we will find another good one. Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by Albastiet Cruel Dubai.